It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in on a Tuesday edition of the show. A lot to get to, like usual. Kalani Satake, as well as Troy Warner and James Empey spoke to the media yesterday about the decision to postpone the Army game. We'll let you hear some of that sound, the reasoning behind it. Kalani Satake, I thought, cleared up a lot of the misconceptions that may have been out there about what happened that led to the postponement. We'll get to that. Also, my rant yesterday on the podcast has ruffled some of your feathers. We'll get to some of the responses that I got on social media, as well as via email. And, of course, we'll catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news like we usually do. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at rockauto.com, and we will tell you a little bit more about them later on in today's podcast. All right, with that rundown out of the way, let's get to it here. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast for September 15th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars with us here. A house cleaning item for you guys, and this is some good news. I have to tell you guys, I got the reports back from last week in terms of our download numbers. I consistently rank in about the top five to ten of the college football podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's kind of where we've sat for the last year or so. But last week, and this is a big credit to all of you who have listened to this podcast, because like I said, our download numbers have never been stronger, especially over the past week. We came within just hundreds of episodes of dethroning the top college football podcasts on the network. I'm talking guys down in the SEC. That is a credit to the power of Cougar Nation, and it's a credit to all of you who have been listening to this podcast. It makes me choke up with pride thinking of how fun it's been to do this podcast and to think that we're competing with the big boys both in the podcast sphere as well as on the field. Speaking of BYU football, it's cool to think about, and a big thank you to all of you who support this podcast every day. If you're new to the show, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button and make sure you join us each and every day. Listen every day, because we aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you need to know about as well as all the insider tidbits that I can collect that I'm happy to pass along to you and you will not find those anywhere else so big thank you once again for your continued support of the show all right yesterday I went on a pretty long diatribe about what I thought of the situation involving BYU and the postponement and potentially cancellation of the army game this season some of you reached out via social media some of you also reached out via email to express your thoughts, both uh, saying, Jake, you're off in left field with some of your thoughts on this. Some of you expressing support for what I was talking about yesterday. Well, I have to say this. I think we got some really good clarification yesterday from Kalani Satake during his media session when he addressed what exactly happened with BYU and the positive test. So let's let you hear from his opening statement yesterday what exactly happened that led to the initial encounter with COVID-19 and the positive cases that came out from it. On our flight to Navy, we had tested and everyone on that plane, on that chartered flight, uh, tested negative. And so um, on, uh, on our return, we were able to test our guys and had a small number of positives. 
And uh, because of that, with all the different variables involved, because of the travel, you can imagine all the people that we had to connect with and uh, got a lot of feedback from all these different separate entities. And um, after looking into it more and hearing from all the various groups, our, our uh, administration and, and sports medicine department decided to postpone. It would be the, the responsible thing to do and uh, be the, the right thing to do as a partner to Army, knowing that um, all the complications that come into, uh, especially with, with COVID, especially in the travel, there's a lot of different variables involved. And so you can think about things like uh, travel, food, um, transportation, uh, all those different things that come into play and then who you have to talk to and, and the, the groups that you involve in the decision-making process, hearing their feedback um, from different, from states to city to, to county, to health departments and uh, taking that all, all the information in, we felt like this was the right move to do is to postpone the game, knowing that this is a, a moving target and things have kind of changed, uh, you know, day to day, week to week and uh, surrounding the, uh, the pandemic and surrounding this virus specifically. So what complicates things a little bit more is that um, the majority of our tests have been uh, asymptomatic um, people without symptoms, which when you're, when you're looking through it and trying to find out uh, how many, how many, uh, how many people this could infect or, or, or affected uh, the mindful and the uh, responsible thing to do would be to postpone this game, uh, get an early jump on it. And I'm feel fully confident that, uh, we as a football program and sports medicine department and school have done all the, uh, the right things in leading up to this point, in, including making this decision to postpone the game. There you go. Kalani Satake acknowledging that BYU had no positive tests in the lead up to traveling to Navy, but upon returning had positive tests pop up. You also heard him later say that most of the positive tests for BYU have had asymptomatic. They've had no symptoms that would indicate that they needed to be isolated from the team. And that's something we've seen with the Utah Jazz, with Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Rudy Gobert exhibited symptoms, and obviously that shut down the NBA. But Donovan Mitchell said he didn't have a single symptom Symptom, despite testing positive for the virus. So this is a very tricky situation for BYU. And I actually really appreciate Kalani Satake being as open as he was about the situation. And I can tell you guys this much. P.K. Kinahan, uh, P- P.K. Kinahan, Patrick Kinahan, who I work with at the Zone Sports Network. That's his Twitter handle, P.K. Kinahan, excuse me. He reported yesterday that three players in that traveling party upon returning to Provo tested positive. In talking with people, they confirmed P.K.'s report reporting yesterday my quote-unquote sources inside the program around the program confirm that number i have also additionally heard that up to 10 players have tested positive at this point for byu with somewhere around 20 or more players being isolated via contact tracing so as it stands that means there are upwards of 30 plus members of the byu football program that have been either isolated or tested positive for covid19 and it's very clear that byu had no other choice other than to say you know what we need to postpone this game because as it stands new york state law in terms of the travel in and out of the state of new york won't allow us to do that and obviously conversations going with multiple entities as you'll hear in here in just a little bit we'll get to some more sound kalani satake said they have talked to so many people about this that it made the decision very clear that postponing the game was the right thing to do so who knows if byu actually gets this game back on the schedule Uh, a good friend mitch on twitter reached out to me yesterday and asked hey jake what are you thinking in the in terms of the chances of BYU rescheduling this game. Uh, it's Mitch P underscore 87. And Mitch, to be honest with you, I'm 50-50 on this because we've seen Mike Buddy, the AD from Army on social media over the weekend saying that, hey, we're looking for a game 
a team to play this weekend against us. And I think if Army does get a game scheduled there, they're going to be less inclined to schedule with BYU. Obviously, getting a game arranged on that short of notice is probably going to be tough for Army to do. So I think the hope is that BYU can go back to the negotiating table with Army and say, you know what? Thanksgiving weekend, we're happy to travel out there to West Point to play this game. It will still give you guys the time, speaking of Army West Point, to get ready for your annual clash with Navy in mid-December. You'll have the multiple weeks of preparation you've kind of been looking for. But I think it's 50-50 at best, Mitch, and I hope I am wrong about that and they get this game back on the schedule. The good news is yesterday, right as the press conference was kicking off at BYU, conveniently they announced that they have scheduled a game on October 2nd against Louisiana Tech. I think this is a good addition to the BYU schedule. Uh, La Tech won 10 games a year ago. I understand they're a member of the Conference USA, and that doesn't necessarily hold the same weight as a Power 5 team would. But beggars can't be choosers at this point. Uh, Law Tech had their game against Baylor this past weekend postponed due to COVID-19 concerns of their own. So I actually think they are probably a little sympathetic to what BYU has been dealing with. I'm guessing that Baylor and them couldn't find a corresponding date that would allow them to play that game that they had postponed. So insert BYU here. I think it's a good addition to the schedule. It's conference weekend. It's a Friday night. It's at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. It gives BYU six home games. I think all things are looking up for BYU. And the nice part is, is teams like Army have scheduled up to three FCS games. As it stands currently, BYU still only has the one FCS game against North Alabama in late November. I think that's a credit to Tom Homo, as well as the rest of the BYU Athletic Administration who are involved in these negotiations. I think that they're doing a bang-up job, putting things together on the fly. Obviously, it's very... uh, concerning that BYU had these positive tests and it makes me wonder okay what happened between the time BYU got on that plane in Provo traveled to Baltimore and then on to Annapolis back to Baltimore back on a plane and back to Provo where exactly were these players exposed to the virus will be a big key for BYU to avoid having a similar situation when they travel the next time which as it stands right now is their mid-October date when they travel to Houston to face off against the Cougars down there in Texas so A lot still to be answered for BYU. We'll get to some more of the responses from Kalani Sitake's weekly press conference in just a moment here. Uh, Some great thoughts on Louisiana Tech we'll let you hear about, as well as what it's going to take for BYU to make sure everything's in order to get back on the field together as a team, what these workouts in small groups, as they term them in their press release, will look like this coming week. We'll get to all of that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at rockauto.com, guys. I've talked a lot about this company over the past few months, but I can't recommend enough that you go to rockauto.com for whatever you need for your car. Whether it's a new muffler, you need a new engine module, you need something as simple as a new taillight. They have all the parts for your car, truck, or SUV at the right prices for you guys. And the best part about it all, they have every available part that you could need from every manufacturer. It's not like you go to the auto parts store and say, hey, I need X part. And they say, well, you have A, B option, and here you go. You have every option available to you at rockauto.com. And the best part about it all, it's all shipped directly to your door. Just consider how simple that is, folks. It's delivered directly to your door. And guess what? You could still be in your underwear and get, you know what? Ding dong. Oh, the package is here. The parts I needed for my car are right there at my doorstep. 
I, I just love rockauto.com. I can't say it enough, guys. I've used them in the past. I would encourage you guys to do so as well. And what additionally, what I also love about this company, it's a family-run company. They're going to go out there. They want to make sure that your experience is as good as possibly can be had on rockauto.com. It's a fully customizable search for your car. All you got to do is search out your model name, the year, etc., and that brings up all the parts that is available for your vehicle. Go to rockauto.com. When you stop by, make sure to mention Locked On and the How Did You Hear About Us box so, they, so that they know that we sent you guys once again that's rockauto.com amazing selection reliably low prices all of the parts your car truck or suv will ever need check them out right now at rockauto.com it's kubota orange day shop the years of best selection of kubota tractors zero turn mowers and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the usa and now through june 30 get zero percent apr for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, let's get to some more of the sound from Kalani Sitake yesterday during his weekly press conference with the media. First thing here we'll get to is a question was asked of him is how prepared was BYU to handle an outbreak because it had to be something they were planning for. And I've talked about this on the podcast in the past. The BYU, in terms of just the school itself, has had all kinds of different meetings with regards to contingency plans of how to deal with the COVID-19 virus. Well, the football program is not immune from that, and they were ready for it. Here's Kalani Sitake. Oh, we've been really prepared for all of it, but as this thing goes, it's. A, I think what complicates it the most in our in our um, position is that uh, we have is a travel right, and so had this been a home game, I think things have been a little bit different. There's less uh, entities and people and groups involved. Um, we still have the final say as as a department, sports medicine department, and athletic department, and administration, but. Um, when we're traveling, you're involving different states going from state to state. There are different regulations and policies that go that are involved with other states. So this has been an educating process from here on out. Now, as we get ready to travel and possibly travel at other spots uh, for our, our future games, we'll need to take this in consideration. But I don't know how we, if there's a if there's uh, fans or alumni that want to donate their personal planes so we can fly 30 planes out there. That would definitely keep it at the low risk environment. But from our football program and from our and from our um, you know administration sports medicine department, we've done everything uh, uh, according to what's right and according to uh, being mindful and thinking of others and responsible. So uh, I don't think there's any chance that you could you could look at that recklessness or anything being an issue here. This is a uh, in fact doing the responsible thing is to be a good partner to Army, knowing that we can get ahead of this and and to to, to try to get this kind of under control right now. Um, especially with uh, with uh, looking at the, you know, the um, trying to trying to look at all the different variables that go involved that are involved with it. We want to make sure we get this right before uh, before going on and and and, and risking other. Um, other programs in other places. There you go. If you've got a plane that you want to donate to the BYU football program, preferably what, a 737 at minimum, maybe a bigger aircraft to transport the entire team, go right on ahead. BYU football would be happy to have it to make sure they can kind of keep that quote-unquote bubble alive. And I have the utmost faith that BYU is doing their absolute best to keep these players safe when they're traveling, etc. And I don't blame them for being very cautious with regards to this outbreak. They don't want to have it happen again. I think it's the old adage of once is a mistake, 
two times is a problem, especially with COVID-19. And I respect what BYU is doing here. Obviously, now BYU turns their attention to getting ready for the home opener against Troy a week from Saturday on September 26th. In their announcement over the weekend, BYU said that it will be small groups, quote-unquote, that will be working out together this week. Kalani Sitake said exactly what those small groups will consist of and how long it will take for BYU to get back on the field hopefully, and get back to full team practices. Here you go. I think the goal is try to get uh, our players back for that game, you know, and then what we're doing this week and what we've done since we, we've got those positive tests and um, since last week, you know, is try to pr- provide a, an environment so that we can get those guys back as soon as possible and get the whole team back. Right now, this week, we're going to do a, a different form of practice. I mean, we're limited to uh, certain groups and our groups are going to be 10 to 15 and uh, they can't involve other coaches moving back and forth and other players moving back and forth. And so this week won't be the same type of um, prep that you would do for an opponent, knowing that you can't get on the field and practice all the different looks you're going to get. But our guys will be, you know, we'll do our install through virtual, um, through Zoom and things like that. And we'll try to get as much preparation uh, for Troy as possible. But that's really hard to do unless you get on the field and practice that. And what we're hoping is that by next week, we can get back to practicing uh, you know, as, as a program together and, and, and prepping the right way before that game. And hopefully we can get that going by Monday. Uh, some individuals, depending on how, how everyone tests out, will be limited and may not even return until then. And even if players are, are late getting back, we want to make sure that they're safe and that they're not, a, not a, uh, at risk for anyone else, but uh, also for themselves. You know, we're trying to keep these guys in shape and make sure that they're not entering the field without a lot of practice or prep. It would be, it would be, uh, it wouldn't be a smart thing for us as a program to do. So we want to uh, keep keep them in mind and, and uh, you know make sure that we're in the right spot. That's why um, this move and this decision was really vital for us going into that game against Troy. All right. So some players may not even practice in the small groups this week as well due to the COVID nineteen concerns. I completely get that. They're making sure that every test negative, they get things back under control before they resume full team practices and here's hoping that this week it goes according to plan and BYU gets back on the field early next week Monday and gets ready for a game against Troy in their home opener you don't want to see preparation go by the wayside especially when you have a team like Troy who is plenty dangerous in their own right coming into Lavelle Edwards Stadium and hoping to get a road win so I hope that everything goes according to what BYU is hoping for, and we'll find out how they do as we get closer and closer to that. I'll be talking to people all week long, getting you the latest when it comes to how BYU is dealing with the virus from my sources, et cetera, and we'll have that all covered for you on future episodes. All right, I asked the question yesterday of Kalani Satake, what are the chances, and this is getting back to Mitch's question that we talked about a little bit earlier, what are the chances BYU reschedules that game? Well, he had a pretty predictable response. Here you go. Uh, I mean, that's Tom's department, but I looked ahead of it and it doesn't seem too hard to me. We want to play him. Army's a really good team. They're doing some great things right now too. And have, uh, I think, you know, I don't know. I don't think anyone else is two and all. I think they are, but uh, we'd love to play that game. Uh, we have an opening on November 28th and December 5th. So do they. So it doesn't seem like it's that hard. I'll let Tom deal with that though. So there you go. Tom Homo is who's going to shoulder the responsibility of getting Army back on the schedule for BYU. I would imagine getting back as well to Mitch to your question earlier on. If this game is not rescheduled this season, I think that you'll see the series with Army be nixed. Obviously, that, that return game schedule for 2032 with a return game in Provo. 
I don't know what ultimately will play out with that, but the chances of me talking to Tom Homo are about as good as you guys having an opportunity opportunity to do so. So, yeah, we'll find out about that. Uh, one final thing here uh, before we get to some other news is I wanted to get you guys some thoughts from Kalani on terms of what's going on with the party scene in Provo. Obviously, it's become a headliner in the news, etc. The cases are spiking in Provo amongst college age students. Well, Kalani addressed it and said, here's how I'm going about this with my team and making sure that they're up to date on everything they need to know. Well, I don't know anything about all that stuff except for education my players to be smart and to uh, you know do their part as a, we all have a responsibility individually here on our football team you know there's 123 guys on our football roster and that including with the coaches staff and, and support staff I think it's really important for us to, to be mindful of others and uh, I think what's, what's really dangerous about the, the virus is that all the uh, the majority of the tests that we've had um, that are positive are asymptomatic that, that, that's a dangerous thing out there when 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 in the past i mean i don't know it seemed like if you had symptoms you go get tested now you could test positive and not know but i think uh, what byu is doing is is great we, we test three times a week and when you test it and you get these positives you have to you have to respond accordingly and uh, i like i said i've been really confident in the way our program has handled this and um looking forward to our players being smart if they want to play football this is the key this is the deal so I can't believe BYU is throwing parties. Where, where were they when I was when I was a student? You know, I like to dance. <laughs> That's the nice way of addressing what I was ranting about yesterday. Kalani and his staff, as well as the administration at BYU, have been very clear with their players. And he obviously laughed it off in the end saying, hey, I want to party. I love to dance. We've all seen that from Kalani Satake, and that was a fun tidbit to put in the end. But reading between the lines of that, his players are very aware of the exposure risks that they face if they are to attend these parties, go out among the general public, all the different things. I think that they are doing their absolute darndest to make sure everything is being handled with the utmost precaution. I probably came off a little too strong on yesterday's podcast, but I still think reading between the lines there that there have been some very clear guidelines given to BYU's football players about what is okay and what is not okay. And hopefully that lends some credence to what I talked about yesterday. These players need to make sure that they are handling their business and appears that from everything Kalani Sitake spoke about yesterday that they're doing their best to do so and I'm glad to hear that I'm glad to be wrong I I freely admit I am wrong more often than I would like to admit but hey in this instance I am happy to have been wrong it appears according to what we're hearing from Kalani Sitake all right we'll get to one final note from Kalani as we wrap up today's podcast here in a moment it's with regards to the Louisiana Tech game I'll also give you some of my thoughts on BYU facing off against the Bulldogs here in a moment before we do do that a reminder for you guys if you don't mind doing so every little bit you guys can do to help this podcast grow is much appreciated and one easy way to do that is leave us a rating and review if you don't mind going on apple Podcasts, especially and leave us in, leaving us a five-star review as well as some thoughts of what you like about the podcast it really goes a long way to helping build the audience as I mentioned in the open of today's show, our download numbers have never been stronger. We came within a shouting distance of dethroning the top dogs on the Locked On Podcast Network's college channel. And that's something I've aspired to do for quite some time. And to see it come that close, it inspires me to keep going. And hopefully we can achieve that and really show people what the power of BYU and Cougar Nation can really do with this podcast. So please leave us a rating and review. It really helps us out. And a big thank you in advance for supporting this podcast and continuing to 
support myself. It just means a lot to me that you guys would do that. So leave us that rating and review once again, a plea for you guys to do so and help us build this audience as we build the best podcast network around, especially right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. As we wind down here on a Tuesday edition of the show, let's get to the good news that came out of BYU yesterday, and that is the announcement of the Louisiana Tech game that will be October 2nd, a Friday night at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. It gives BYU theoretically nine games on their schedule if Army does get rescheduled, but as it stands, eight official games. gives BYU six home games in addition after the Houston game was flipped to play that game down there in Texas. Uh, BYU, I think, gets a solid opponent here. Skip Holtz is the coach of Louisiana Tech and I get that they're a Conference USA team and the prestige factor isn't necessarily there but the fact that Tom Homo turned around and got Louisiana Tech on the schedule after BYU had their game against Army postponed and Louisiana Tech also found themselves with an opening due to their game against Baylor being postponed due to COVID-19 concerns well guess what I think they may have found each other with a sympathetic ear and locked this game in I think it's a good addition to the schedule Louisiana Tech is a 10 win team and Kalani Satake spoke to the media yesterday about about Louisiana Tech and what he makes of this upcoming opponent. Great team, great coaches. Um, it's going to be a, a, a great test for us. You know, I'm, we're focused on getting through this week and, and focusing on Troy, but glad that, that Tom was able to add that to the schedule. And uh, I, I think the world of that program, they have tons of athletes. You know, we, we have coaches here that, that have spent some time in that state in Louisiana, so we know what type of athletes they can bring here. And uh, they've, they've, they're going to cause some issues, but right now, focus on Troy. But glad that that schedule is filling out. And, you know, in, in connection to that answer, I, I think that it's important that people know that we want to play Army. That's not something that, that, that our players are excited about, they, that we had to postpone that game. Our guys want to get on that game. And, uh, you know, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things that we want to prove, a lot of things that we want to test ourselves. And, and facing a team like Army, their physical, tough part of the game, I think that fits what we want to challenge ourselves with. So we're looking forward to getting that rescheduled, hopefully. And uh, really glad that we're able to add quality opponents like, like La Tech and then looking forward to, to that. But we'll, we'll start as a head coach. I'm going to try to stay focused on this, but this is a different year. You know, you got to be able to see what else is going to happen out there. And, uh, you know, as, as, as teams and programs start to make these decisions, whether they're postponed games or not, um, you know, you may see a lot of flexibility in schedules in 2020. And that's, that's okay. I think a lot of the athletic directors knew that this this might be, uh, you know, it might have to be a transition that you're making through through the fall of 2020. I think one thing that Kalani Satake nailed on there was the fact that you have to be flexible with your scheduling this year, especially. It's just so important for you to keep yourself flexible. I do wonder, though, and this is something that's just coming from my data banks and my memory banks, is that BYU originally, when they went independent, had scheduled a bunch of home-and-home series with former WAC teams. Obviously, they've all scattered now as members of the Mountain West, uh, the Conference USA, in the terms of La Tech, etc. And BYU had a home-and-home in 2011 
2011 and 2012 setup to travel to Louisiana Tech in 2011 before getting a return date in Provo in 2012. Those games were postponed or delayed due to some scheduling uncertainty once the WAC lost Boise State as they made the jump to the Mountain West Conference. I went and found the res- the announcement in February of 2011 saying, quote, Sonny Dykes, the former head coach there at Louisiana Tech, said, quote, no one is more disappointed than Bruce and I, speaking of Bruce Vandeveld, who was the AD at the time, that BYU won't be visiting Ruston in 2011. However, with prior home and away scheduling agreements, which we need to honor in 2012, the BYU game placed us in a position of playing one too many away games in 2012. So this brings me to think that is this a make good on that original announcement from way back in 2011. It very well could be the case where BYU has a future date which they'll return a game to Ruston, Louisiana on a future BYU schedule. I don't think this is a bad series. Obviously there are connections between these two programs despite them never never having lined up against each other on the football field. Former BYU head coach Gary Croton, he was actually the head coach of Louisiana Tech from 1996 to 1998 before going to be the offensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears and then obviously becoming the head coach at BYU BYU from 2001 to 2004. I think this is going to be a good matchup for BYU. It's a Friday night ahead of General Conference for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I think it slots in well with BYU's schedule. And you know what? It appears if BYU gets everything back on track from Troy on, you're going to see BYU football every week through the month of October, and we'll visit November once we get a little closer to that. I do expect BYU to continue to schedule games, if at all possible, going into the month of November, and Kalani Satake spoke about yesterday, we even have an open date on December 5th, so BYU is not opposed to pushing games back all the way to early December if they have to. They want as many games that they can play as possible, and I respect the hustle that Tom Homo, as well as the rest of the BYU Athletic Administration are showing in putting these games together. They're doing these things on the fly, folks. It is truly impressive what they're doing. Spare me the fact that they don't have a Power 5 team on the schedule. The simple fact that BYU went from having two games scheduled after a 12-game schedule that looked like one for the ages was decimated in mere weeks to building that up from two games to nine games today is nothing short of a minor miracle, and I applaud Tom Homo as well as the rest of his people he's working with on a daily basis and putting these schedules together. So there you go. My thoughts and the reaction from Kalani Satake speaking to the media yesterday. We'll get to some more of your guys' thoughts on what I talked about on yesterday's podcast on tomorrow's show. We'll have stuff from BYU players, James Zampi, Troy Warner also speaking to the media. Only so much time every day to talk with you guys to keep within our time frame on this podcast. So a lot to get to later on this week. We'll, of course, have everything covered for you going forward. Follow the show on social media so you can stay up to date on BYU Sports as well as any show information. You can follow us at Locked On Cougars on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter. My personal Twitter feed, if you want to reach out to me there, is at Jacob C. Hatch. And as always, feel free to email the show anytime like some of you did yesterday. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for September 15th, 2020. We will talk to you guys tomorrow.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.